Hi, welcome to the Project 40 podcast. I'm so excited to be speaking with my upcoming collaborator and my ongoing dream collab collaborator and very dear friend in Pisces, Stephanie Galing. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> Hi, Sharon. So we have been working together now for how long? When did we meet? We met in 2012. Um, we were in con no, actually, we met in person in 2012. Oh, right. We had been writing for a couple of years before that. That's right. And then I remember we came together after, I think it was after one of the Norwalk conferences, and had this idea for putting dreams and astrology together. Wasn't yeah, because yeah, for, for a little while before that, right, you and I were in dialogue about how we both love the realm of dreams, both personally, but how we were working with it with our clients and the intersection between dreams and astrology. And then we just realized that with our common love for it and our backgrounds, that it made so much sense to come together in collaboration. In yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it's been amazing. It's been such an amazing ride. And so much growth and I'm so grateful for our collaboration and it's something I wanted to share um, with the way we, we've we worked together because it's also become the new inspiration for the next upcoming Project 40 and I feel it ties in really well with the astrology that's going on right now too and what a lot of my clients have been coming to me with in terms of feeling this sense of fogginess and kind of being in this liminal space and being in the unknown and feeling like you know there's this search for signposts and direction or guidance or some kind of you know some kind of sign or symbol to bring new clarity and direction because it's been such a murky time and I was thinking back to how when both of us were going through so much transition over the last few years that we've really relied upon the dream work to guide us and we experimented with it first to see how it would be to work with this on a daily basis in a very um, intensive um, level by sharing the actual dream pieces with each other to get feedback and elucidation and um, mirroring so that we could actually mine all the gold that's in the dreams and it's been so amazing to do that I mean I feel it's a huge reason why so much of the growth and change has happened in my life and so I just wanted to thank you for that and just maybe share that with people who are listening and curious about dream work and how it you know how it goes with astrology and how it can actually help you in a real way on a daily basis how has it been for you yeah, it's been really incredible, and I think back to when we first started doing that, right? You know, that we partnered together to share our dreams. And so the first piece of that was always, okay, there's somebody, you know, there was an accountability, like, that it created for me. You know, when I would go to sleep, to know that, and I would wake up, and there, and it almost was as if within that container, it had me able to remember the dreams, right? So I was able to bring them back even more vividly than before you and I began to partner around that. And then sharing my dreams with you every day and then having that reflection, you know, both for me to, again, have this ritual of 
writing and sharing it, and then your reflection, your feedback, your ability to see things and mirror for me, then enabled me to see. And then I was able to see patterns, but you were able to see patterns. And I think, you know, vice versa, both with just somebody else seeing it and this concentrated effort. Right. And also with the weaving in, right, of the astrology, because mm-hmm. we know the other's charts, and we were able to bring that out and tease that out. And it was so rich and so, it's so deep, that work. And it has added so much clarity to my awareness with what I was going through during that time and, you know, even still now. Yeah, it's amazing. It really, it, it is so rich and deep. And, and I'm glad you brought up the point about the astrology chart too because working with the actual horoscope in conjunction with the dreams gives you so much, it, it gives you like a whole nother field of symbols to work with and to draw from and to actually look for in the dreams, like all of the correspondence between what comes up in the dreams and seeing how it actually is right there in the horoscope. Like these are actual symbols in the person's psyche that are coming out for self-expression. And so it's like each elucidates the other one a little bit more. Like the dreams help us to understand what's going on in the psyche and the psyche by looking at the horoscope and understanding what the psyche might be up to, we can then key more into the symbols in the dreams to, you know, be a little more curious maybe than we would have if we hadn't had the chart in front of us, right? Without question, without question, it it brings that dimensionality to the work. And then also, like, as you and I had seen as well, in addition to working with our own individual charts, it's okay, you know, what is in the zeitgeist? What's the kairos about at the moment, right? Where was the moon? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. what what was happening in the alignments and us being able to tap into that and, you know, that actually then informing our dreams and being able to see that. It's just so incredibly rich, right? Oh, totally. And I feel like now with Neptune in Pisces, Chiron in Pisces, the South Node in Pisces, and then adding that with the upcoming Mars retrograde and Saturn retrograde and Mercury retrograde, that there's just so much um, impetus on going within. Like, and how do we go within? People are always like, I want to change. I want to break through these blocks. I want to understand what my true self is engineering. Like, where am I going to in this life? Like, where am I being called? And, you know, there's so many, you know, I see there's just so many... um, there's so many questions out there for like what, you know, how, how can you really use this inner work? I mean, there's so much, I mean, there's so much access now to different kinds of online therapy and stuff, but what, what is a way that you can actually use the astrology in an ongoing daily basis and your dream work and bring these two together, you know, and that's what we've been doing. And I feel like that with the Mars retrograde, we're being pushed to, come out of so much externalized physical activity and just being busy and distracted and like trying to find all the answers on the outside but how do we find the answers on the inside there's meditation but how many people really I mean that that's a beautiful thing but how much of the day do we spend in meditation and compared to how many hours do we spend to sleep right <laughs> right right so yeah and yeah, and to have that intentionality, right? I mean, you and I have talked a lot and even 
brought into last project party when we did this about the, you know, intentionally seeding your dreams, right? I mean, yeah. we dream for where we sleep for, it's eight hours a day, and it is such rich time, you know, where we are resting, where we're healing, where the spaces of our inner wisdom are more accessible, right? And so if we then can work with that intentionally and incubate our dreams with the intention of this is what I want to access, right? Mm -hmm. Through things that we may be thinking about during the day. It's so rich. And like you say, too, with all the retrogrades, it's about the beauty of turning inward and the jewels that occur when we pause, we reflect, and we, and we mirror with, you know, to see within. So it's such a rich time for this. Oh, yeah. And I feel like, you know, with the strong Neptune, you know, this ongoing Neptune and Chiron and the South Node in Pisces, that it's like the unconscious just waiting for us to enter, you know, like even if we're not... I mean, Jung had that famous quote, like, if the unconscious doesn't come knocking, then leave it alone. But I think none of us, I don't think anyone can say that it's not, not only not knocking, but it's not like banging down the door at this point (laughs) with these planetary aspects that, you know, there's like a deluge happening in the collective unconscious of needing to connect to spirit and soul work and going into the space where the synchronicity lives and the archetypal forces live and the magic lives. And realizing that all this talk around manifesting your dreams and how do you manifest or how do you, what is like the secret, you know, all those kind of manifestation tools, like, are really no more than harnessing the powers of your unconscious. Like, if you don't understand what's going on in the unconscious, even if you have the most, you know, powerful intention you think you have consciously, it's really depending on what happens in the unconscious that's going to determine the fate, right? And yeah. what actually shows up. So that's where we have to really pay even more attention if we want it to align with the conscious intention. And I think that's the missing piece of a lot of the, a lot of the manifestation work that's going on. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, this weaving between the conscious and the unconscious, right? And that's why I love the reverence mm-hmm. for sleep and the reverence for dreams. You know, it's not, we're so focused. It's so much, you know, this, our world is our, so much more, you know, young or masculine focused. It's the like, it's the awake, the awake, the awake. Oh, that thing we have to do called sleep, right? But, you know, <laughs> this is the time where it's so rich. We connect to this other part of ourselves. So by being having the reverence for the dream, right? Having the reverence for the unconscious. And then as we've worked, right, then you wake up and you bring it back right, with the dream, and weave it into the conscious, right, and have that marriage, and then the consciously then going to sleep with the reverence for the dream, it just feels like, it feels like it allows another way for the marriage to occur, Yes, that important marriage, like you were speaking about the importance of the conscious and the unconscious coming together, so we're not split off, especially the unconscious split off, which it often is. It's like the sun and the moon coming together, the moon being the deep unconscious life of the night, and then the sun is the solar consciousness of the day coming together. We do the work in the daytime to mine all of that deep murky, it's kind of like the tarot card, the moon, you know, like really, which is Pisces, by the way, like 
delving deeply into all that unconscious watery material that's down in the well that we have to dredge up and it takes a lot of work but if we're willing to like pull up even a little cup of it at you know when we wake up even if we can just remember a couple fragments of a dream it's so valuable I mean even just to work with that that can open up a whole new world of perspective and memories and associations and synchronicities that then show up throughout the day and that's I think where the real creativity and deeper insights start to come in when we get into that sphere when we're willing to go into that um and it seems like you know it's so easy to just be in the unconscious at night be asleep and then wake up and not want to pull any of that material up maybe we feel like we're too tired or we're like I don't know sometimes it's very hard to remember but what you and I have found is that with the intention of doing these 40 days or even when we would do the dream salon work the dreams would come or like images or even fragments would come but that would still be enough to get the ball rolling and to start the the deeper questioning and the deeper you know the deeper receptivity that then throughout your daily life you start to get the messages you need and the guidance and the signs that you're looking for yes absolutely and you, i know you and i've had this experience as well as the people that we've worked with that even for those people who don't say regularly remember their dreams right. that there's still something you know what you know there's something about again the intentionality the reverence like even going to sleep with just the embrace that even if you wake up and you don't consciously have the whole you know thread of what occurred in your dream it's almost as if the dream is still there with you on some level and something even in that feels like it's helping to um remove the schism right and then mm -hmm. and then again the work that we've done where people might they might have a feeling or they might you know have a word or a color whatever it may be just that piece that piece that they can work with you know or that we've been able to work with yeah. is so important you know so i think a lot of people think like well i can only do dream work if you know i'm one of those people who remembers you know plot line after plot line and story <laughs> after story and symbol after symbol but as we've seen, that's not true, right? It's, or it's not limited to right. just that, you know, to those modes. So I think that's really important. Yeah, that's a really important point. And also there's people that have dreams that seem to go on, like you were saying, like a plot line <laughs> after plot line. And, um, and it's also useful in that case too because you learn to just pull out a piece because we think we need, you know, it's always less is more, really. You don't have to have, like, volumes of dream symbols in order to get to something really powerful in your unconscious. People are amazed. Like, the way the censorship r runs in the unconscious, sometimes, you know, people will come to me and just say, oh, you know, I had this dream. It was about, you know, this pizza that I ordered last night. I mean, I know it's just because I was eating the pizza. That's why I dreamt, you know, had the dream. So it means nothing. But then, you know, of course, as you dig a little deeper, you find out that it actually, there's a very specific reason that the unconscious chose that specific pizza image or that particular billboard that you happen to see while driving down the street that then shows up in your dreams. So it may only be just one thing you pull out, even if you had a dream with like 2,000 symbols in it, but there's the one thing that really stands out to you. And that's the communication that's trying to happen between yeah. the, the conscious and the unconscious like we were talking about. And it's getting, like, I'm glad you said that point about getting the dialogue going between the two that really opens up the creativity 
the deeper insights, the spiritual evolution, the quest for wholeness that we talk about in Jungian psychology, the reconciliation of the opposites, and also what everyone's trying to do nowadays, which is like, I want to manifest. I want to go to a higher vibration. I want to manifest magic. I want to have my dreams come true. That's what we're calling this dream life because we do feel, right, that working with your dreams, really doing the work is how you actually bring the ideal, the images, the inner images into the waking life. But you have to then, in order to do that, first, you know, uh, you have to work through so many uh, layers and barriers often that are, you know, creating some fears or blocks or unconscious sabotage kinds of things that might prevent, might be preventing us from uh, actually having the dream life show up, let's say, in the original, the, with the original intention, you know, um, because the unconscious is what's really creating the fate, like Jung said, you know, that which is unconscious is what shows up as fate for us. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, I think a couple of things come to me when, you know, listening to you say that is one just, again, we also think like, oh, working with our dreams is something that's just, you know, in the last hundred or so years, right? <laughs> it's this modern thing. And yet, you know, as we have explored together and as we've shared in the work that, that we've done, the dreams as a healing agent is so ancient, right? It is permeated mm -hmm. throughout history. I mean, as you know, like I love, you know, thinking about and, and studying about the ancient dream temples, like the ancient Greek dream temples. And, you know, this is where, you know, people would go, people who had illness of all kinds, you know, and they, and it was thought that, you know, you go and you have this sanctified sleep and you have this dream and, um, you people emerged, you know, more whole, right? Mm -hmm. Dreams as this incredible healing agent. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's such a healing agent. And, um, and as Freud said, they're the royal road to the unconscious. And uh -huh. I think with this movement with all the planets going into Pisces, I mean, more of the outer planets, especially the South Node, um, we're more, we have more respect and reverence for how how powerful the influence of the unconscious really is you know instead of just thinking oh it's this thing now everyone kind of takes for granted these terms like shadow work and projection but this is all what goes on in the dream work really because how do you deal with shadow how do you deal with how do you understand the nature of projection unless you really go to the source to the unconscious and our dreams are one of the most viable. I mean, we don't really have another, we don't have another clear, clear, uh, direct channel from the unconscious on a daily basis. I mean, we, uh -huh. that, that comes no matter what. Like, I mean, basically it's happening. Um, we don't have to pull a journal out for the dreams to happen. I mean, although pulling a journal out helps us remember the dreams <laughs> the next day. Uh -huh. um, that we just have this wonderful access to the healing power of the unconscious. I think that's why we need to sleep for so many right. hours, you know, to repair and to balance all the conscious stuff going on. And it's so interesting too, as we open to it, right? And it's like that invitation, mm -hmm. you know, as we've seen then too, like the unconscious, 
get, I, I hope, I hope my words are right here, you know, like almost to me it feels like there's more sort of a, a fine tuning, right, because of the invitation that even, you know, during the waking life, right, like a symbol will speak to you, you'll see something, you'll be able to tune in, you know, to the, you know, the unconscious in that way where we're learning through that again, right, things just become richer as we see and we experience that understanding with that clarity, right? It's almost mm -hmm. like the nuances. We just become much more aware of the nuances of, of our mind and, and our heart and, you know, the life that we are moving through and that we're living. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I'm so, so excited to be embarking on another, because this is our second 40-day yes. journey with dreams. <laughs> yes. Um, and we really had such a wonderful, uh, really powerful experience with the first one we did a year ago and um, during the last Pisces eclipse. But we wanted to wait this year to do a little more. Um, we wanted to go into the Taurus Scorpio energy for this one because we felt like <laughs> we really needed some kind of access with the Mars retrograde. We need to have even more access to the unconscious to get through this Mars retrograde because it's going to be retrograding back in Scorpio, which is where all the deep secrets and deep psychological work is, right? And covering all that ground that we've been through since Saturn first went into Scorpio in 2012, which is when you and I first started connecting on the whole dream work mm -hmm. enterprise in the first place. Yeah, I think this Mars retrograde is so interesting because the of the territory that it's covering, right? That it's going back into that realm, especially that we Saturn was last year, right? And even that really focused time of the summer, right? When it just, yeah. you know, we all felt like it dipped back in and it came back out, and and it's as if Mars is like bringing back up for us and activating. Right, all of those really deep, almost like hard-won lessons, yeah. those places where we thought like, no, I don't have that power, that endurance, or that strength of those resources, and we saw that we did. And now maybe it's like burning through, you know, yeah. the last, you know, fears we have about it, or stories we have about <laughs> it, but it's that deep inner work because it is, it's the retrograde. Yeah. So... I love that. I mean, I just feel like this time, especially if we could be so conscientious and conscious of what the unconscious is saying, is yielding to us, that even what we have all moved through the last three years or so, uh, there's, there's more jewels to be mined during this time. Yes, yes, I love that. And um, I feel like, yeah, it's been this, like, I love how... Um, Eileen McCabe called it the longest goodbye, Saturn and Scorpio. And I feel like we're still processing all of the things that we've said goodbye to. And the dreams are really going to be the portal to show us how we're doing with all of these deep changes that we've been through in the last two and a half years. And what's ahead, you know? Um, where are we really being directed next um, when we come out of this retrograde, which won't be until the fall, really? And I feel like that's what we're really preparing for is like, well, we're obviously preparing to go into some deeper work this summer when Jupiter changes signs also. And, um, and we go into this new phase of, you know, between Mars and Scorpio, Mars and Sagittarius. But I feel like we're really, we're really going, going to be needing the 
the direction that only the unconscious can really give us through the dreams. Yeah, for sure. And I love the fact, too, you know, we have thought about this, about how starting in the Taurus season, because some of the work that we do in the Project 40 has to do with the rituals, right? Mm. And the routines of yes. sanctifying your sleep space and sanctifying the dreams, right? Mm -hmm. The flower essences, the yes. essential oils, the different rituals. And so to have the groundedness Right. Mm -hmm. as we end the container so that we can go more deeply into the unconscious. I just love that, you know, the Taurus and the Scorpio together. It's so yes. rich. Yeah, I love that too. It's so grounded and embodied. And then we have, like, that's one of the reasons I love doing these 40-day journeys is because you've got this really intense alembic and really beautiful container of you know going through the same process with other people uh -huh. and knowing that we're all in the work together we're all going yes. through it together and all the synchronicity shows up on a daily basis together so we all get to feel the magic happening and every day becomes really special then it's not like one day is wasted because you're counting the days and you're journaling the days and you're watching for the symbols to arise and for all of the insights to flood in and it really happens and um it's just amazing how much deep transformation and insight can come in within a six-week period, basically, just by setting that intention and having the 40-day magic of the alchemy take place. Yeah. And then when you combine it with dreams and astrology, it's just like off the charts. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was just in awe of seeing the magic of the held, both the held space, mm -hmm. but also this connection right that everybody in the group ended up having like what was created and the synchronicity and the sharing and the support and, and sort of the almost the collective pulling through and working of some of the energies and the archetypes yeah. dreaming together like that and even if people weren't having the same dreams even though right. we saw sometimes people would start to like bring through some some common symbols but it still felt like we were all intentionally dreaming oh, for yeah. ourselves for the other you know, <clears throat> for the other oh totally i love that and um i know i'm, I'm so excited I, i'm thinking maybe we can come back and do one more and talk about you know what we're going to be doing more in detail um uh -huh. as we continue creating it because we're really getting into it now and um but I love that we've just opened up the discussion because I know a lot of people have been really interested in how does it work with dream work and some people still don't even know what Project 40 is about so it's nice to start these podcasts up again to just kind of talk about what happens and how there's different topics and themes but this one I'm really really excited about and we're going to be starting up on May 9th right on the it's like right after Pluto goes is, is it right after the Pluto retrograde or no something happens something goes retrograde or direct that day. What is it? I forgot. Yeah, well, there's, there's, a, there's a new moon just a few days before that. Yep. Uh, yeah. And Pluto, um, no, Pluto goes retrograde a few weeks before that. So still, weeks. right? Wasn't right there the something retrograde. on that day, though? Was it Jupiter direct or something? Oh, no, it's totally Jupiter. Excuse me. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I was totally like, I know, I'm so like, see how Pisces it is right now? Today's moon squared Neptune, so forgive me. <laughs> I'm so Pisces out today. No, it's it's Jupiter direct. Okay, I knew so it was something. beautiful, right? Like yes. Jupiter, the planet of, of Pisces in Virgo. So and it's, it's like opposite. the ritual, right, <gasps> approach to 
inner wisdom and yeah. you know just understanding and it's also the day may 9th of the sun mercury conjunction oh that's right that's why we chose so, that that's right because that's such yeah. a wonderful day for major insights to start start coming <sighs> and yeah and jupiter i mean maybe in the next podcast we can talk a little bit more about the powerful connection between jupiter in virgo opposite all of the pisces planets right now like that connection yes. I think is really interesting. We could talk about how, yes, like go more into how using ritual and de- the, using the detailed analysis of Virgo to pull out all that murky stuff in the, in the oceanic depths of Pisces into our consciousness and so that we can use it on a daily basis, which is what Virgo wants, you know, and it's such a beautiful marriage between Virgo and Pisces. So I think that would be a great, a great topic for, for the next discussion. <laughs> That sounds great. And should we tell people, or do you want to tell them how they can find more information or if they want yes, to Yes, um, absolutely. So um, we'll have the website up in, hopefully in the next week on project40.info. But if you go to shreenvishmaya.com, there's a sign up on my website if you're not already on the newsletter. Um, and you'll get, that way you'll get all the, you know, you'll get info ahead of time before the registrations up or right as it's going up at least so you'll get first dibs on everything and then also on stephanie's beautiful new website stephaniegaling.com right thank you yeah Yeah, if you go to the journal page at the bottom of the journal page you can sign up for updates there and we'll be posting on facebook so and if if you follow us you could also follow us on the dream collab page or the project 40 page on facebook to get updates too and um, or write to either one of us you know um, after listening to this if you'd like more information we'd be happy to tell you anything you'd like to know about what we're doing and um, and we'll probably put up one more podcast uh, with even more details yes that's great this has been great I love this work that we do I love the realm of dreams astrology it was so nice to have this conversation (laughs) yes thank you it's been so wonderful and um yeah and so we'll be back soon with more i can't wait to have you back thank you okay. take care thank you too love bye, bye.